Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy and welcome. Welcome to uh, today's podcast. It is uh, Friday's version of the Recovery Guy podcast and I am glad that you are here. You know, if you're new or relatively new to our um, podcasts and uh, our content and what we do here, uh, my name is Robert Pardon and I, um, I go by the Recovery Guy I've been clean and sober um, going on 35 years now. Uh, April 25th, 1986 is my sobriety date. Uh, I originally came into the program of uh, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous through the Nevada Treatment Center back in uh, February 9th of uh, 1986. Relapsed after 71 days, came back five days later, and I have been at it ever since. And I'm so glad that you've decided to join us. At the end of this podcast, I'll let you know how you can get in touch with us and the social media that we are involved with. Having said that, uh, very excited that every Tuesday we're walking through the steps. And if you listen to Tuesday's podcast, you know we are on step seven. Today, on Fridays, we're staying topical. Today is prayer power. Now, don't be afraid. Don't jump back. Uh, this is not a religious uh, podcast, uh, although I am very religious in my spiritual approach with with my higher power. Uh, as a Christian, I take how I believe and what I believe very, very seriously. But the wonderful thing about recovery is you get to choose who you believe and how you believe just make sure that whoever your higher power is, whatever your higher power is, has the ability to reinvent you, recreate you, gives you a sense of urgency and joy and anticipation uh, and comfort and security all at the same time. If that is not the power that you are relying on to do for you what you could not do for yourself. At that point, maybe you and I can have a conversation and I can guide you to some areas that may suit you best. But prayer power, they kind of go together, not just because they both uh, start with the letter P, but there is power in prayer. There's a, there's an approach to prayer, and we're going to discuss that today. Uh, but let's look at what prayer is, right? As you know, uh, one of my best uh, references, dictionary.com, and today is no different. Dictionary.com says that prayer is a devout uh, petition to God or an object of worship. And you know, Again, that is one of the wonderful things about programs of recovery, right? I mean, if you go to the Catholic or the uh, 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 Jewish uh, or a mosque or a 
uh, synagogue or a, um, you know, a, a interdenominational church or a Baptist church or what have you, they're going to be very, very specific in their relation to God. It's more than an object of worship. It's a very specific object of worship, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, when it comes to prayer, we um, we have a, a very wide open opportunity here. Uh, you know, even in the program of recovery in AA anyway, you know, it has a chapter to the agnostic because uh, we understand that many people come in either never knowing uh, or believing that there was a God um, that could do for them what they couldn't do for themselves or or they lost that relationship along the way. And part of their recovery is to reuniting with a spiritual force. Matter of fact, step two, right after admitting we're powerless over alcohol and our life had become unmanageable or whatever your substance or, or, or addiction behavior is, uh, we go right into step two, which is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. So already in step two, we're introducing the concept of a higher power and God as we understood God. And moving forward, we will pray. Matter of fact, what we're going to be discussing today, I'll let the cat out of the bag now, is the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi, which is actually in Alcoholics Anonymous considered the 11th step prayer. We'll be covering this again when we get to the 11th step, but I thought it was very appropriate to start with this today. It is a favorite prayer of mine because it touches so many areas. So prayer, as I previously stated, it's a devout petition to God or an object of worship. Uh, it's a spiritual communion with God, once again, or an object of worship, as in supplication, thanksgiving, adoration, or confession. So very, very broad, uh, and it can meet anyone's need at any given time. Uh, it's been referred to as a formula or sequence of words used in or appointed for praying, as the prayer we will discuss today. It's further defined as a religious observance. Uh, it can be either public, it's very private for most of us, and it's consisting wholly or mainly a prayer or petitioning, Right? Prayer is something that most everyone at some time relies on in some way. I really believe that prayer is one of the universal actions in the universe that exists because it has no real definition that doesn't ascribe to the individual defining it. So, so my version of prayer, not only in how I approach it or my object of prayer, either direct or indirect, can be different from yours and we are both correct. You can line up a number of different people in the room and everyone's got a different version, a different approach, who they pray to, how they pray, and everyone would be correct. It is a, it's one of those universal things 
you know, it's kind of like when they told me in Alcoholics Anonymous, they said the plan of recovery is like a giant adjustable wrench that will fit any nut that walks in, right? And that's prayer. Uh, it's universal application in its object or approach or even the area which you're going to pray in that can produce a result that you are looking for, uh, providing, here's, here's the caveat to that. I don't believe that prayer is an exercise in osmosis. So if I'm praying for a particular thing, I ought to act in a particular way to be consistent with that which I pray so I'm in alignment with God of my own understanding or the universe at large. You know, Gandhi said, and I love this quote by Gandhi, uh, you might want to write this down. Gandhi said, you cannot do wrong in one department of life while attempting to do right in another department. Life is one indivisible whole. Or you can flip that, you know, you can't do uh, uh, right in one department of life while attempting uh, to do, you know, while uh, while, while attempting to do wrong in another. Again, life is that one invisible whole. So in other words, if I'm praying for patience, if I'm praying for peace, if I'm praying for understanding, and yet what I'm doing is contrary to what I'm praying for, it's not going to work. Because I can't do right in one department and do wrong in another department, because life is that one indivisible whole, as Gandhi stated. Very, very true. I need to be consistent with what I'm praying for in how I'm living in order to get results. And I think we'll see this very clearly as we look at the prayer of the St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, St. Francis was he was considered the patron saint of animals, and he was also an environmentalist. And it's written in Wikipedia that he could be viewed as the original Earth Day advocate. And one of the things that is really noted about uh, Francis' devotion to God was expressed through his love for all of God's creation. So when we look at this prayer today, we are going to see it touch so many different areas. And if we are praying this prayer, one by one, we can seek to become that which we are praying for. You know, when we consider what St. Francis is saying, we, we really are encouraged to set aside self we will then grow in ways that we always hoped for. And of course, you know, may God bless you continually as you are on your recovery journey. I want to make that other point again, though. And it's kind of like what I said with the Gandhi quote, drawing on that quote. We need to set self aside. And you'll see in this prayer why this is so important. I could very easily get in the way of the things that I would be praying for. So, 
The Prayer of St. Francis of Assisi starts out with, with an overall appeal, and I'll read it, and then I'll walk back through it. So, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace, that where there is hatred, I may bring love, that where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness, that where there is discord, I may bring harmony, that where there is error, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may bring faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Isn't that fabulous? Doesn't that just make you want to be a better person? All of the compare and contrast there really talk about the, the, the self-sufficiency of man and where we need to get to the end of our, our, our sufficiency. We are very finite. God is very infinite. So the first thing that St. Francis says is, Lord, so there is a compelling position. I am, I am saying, God, I am saying, Lord, whoever is my Lord, whoever I call my higher power, this is who I'm making this petition, this prayer to. Make me an instrument of thy peace, not just peace, not as peace as, as your neighbor or your friend, or your significant other. So that means that I need to come into an understanding what the Lord's peace means. Because I cannot be an instrument of something I don't understand. Do you see how important this is? These aren't just words. These just aren't exercises. These aren't just things that will make my feel good feel good for a moment. This is really taking on accountability. So if I say, make me an instrument of thy peace, then I have to be ready to define what the Lord's peace is and what type of instrument he would like to be me to be in that. Not always, because you and I are different in many ways, the Lord or my higher power may want me to be a different instrument based on my talents and, and, and attractions different than you. You have different talents. You have different likes. You have different things that you migrate to. Maybe you would need to be a different instrument, but to us, to a like piece. But first we have to find out what that piece is. That where there is hatred, right? As we look around this world, there is hatred. There's people doing things to others directly and indirectly that we need to come against. That, that 
when we find ourselves in that middle, when we are going through our world, when we're going through our relationships, through our opportunities in this life, and we sense that there is hatred, that there is wrong being done, especially toward another, that we bring love. And, and I guarantee you, love, true love, the Lord's love, your higher power's love, has the ability to push out and displace that hatred. That where there is wrong, or someone has been wronged, some injustice has been done, that I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That I don't become like those who have wronged another. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. Let me be that voice, that song, that melding, that coming together you know, so often with different opinions, especially nowadays with all of the political and social dynamics and everything that's going on, there's a lot of discord in our country and even around the world. We don't need to be a part of that. You and I can disagree without sowing discord. Doesn't mean that everyone has to agree. But I have some wonderful friend of mine, uh, two in particular, Alex and Susan, and even Jonathan. There are so many things we disagree on and there could be discord and yet there is harmony between our friendship. Again, just because there's disagreement doesn't mean there can't be harmony. We truly love each other and we care for each other because we understand what each other is trying to accomplish. And I'm sure we want to get to the same place. We just have a different way of getting there and it doesn't mean there has to be discord. The next thing is, where there is air, I may bring truth. <coughs> Excuse me. Isn't truth a wonderful thing? Truth shines through everything. Truth has a way of dispelling. So when we are in an area where a wrong or an air needs to be corrected, we bring a spirit of truth. And it doesn't necessarily mean we go in and tell people that they're wrong and we are right. We can have a spirit of truth, a spirit, again, of harmony, of unity, where we bring a knowledge, we bring a wisdom into that equation. The next is, where there is doubt, I may bring faith. Don't you love this? So often people get discouraged. They get, they, they wonder if something is ever going to happen. And sometimes even though things are going to happen, they may not happen in the time that I want it to. Maybe God, my higher power or the universe, whatever you're relying on to get back to you what you're hoping for. Maybe the time isn't right. Maybe God, your higher power, is intending for you to receive it, but there is a timing issue. And faith, from, a, from an understanding, a biblical understanding of faith, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Not seen. Faith is seeing or is believing without seeing. 
We know something's going to happen. We just can't see it. That is faith. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. Man, this is so big. You know, the amount of hope. I have so many friends on TikTok and other social media. Sometimes they're just despaired. My wonderful friend, Angie, she has an autistic son. And she works so hard to make sure Tyson has a wonderful life. And she's so committed to her recovery and her job and wellness. Sometimes it's it's very tiring and she could easily get despaired. And my opportunity is to bring hope into her life that she would not be despaired or be discouraged. Where there are shadows, I may bring light. You know, when there's partial light, there's shadows. When there's no light, there's no shadows at all. There's only darkness. But even as I sit here in my podcast room, I can see across my microphone and my desk and my and my equipment, my recording equipment, I can see some studio chairs and I can see a shadow reflection on the wall. That's because there's partial light in the room. I want to walk into a room and bring fullness of light that it displaces all shadows and only light is there to be seen. That's who I want to be. And in order to bring it, I have to be it. How can you bring something you are not? It is not possible. I can say that I'm this or that. I can say that I bring light, but if the room is still filled with shadows, Am I really bringing light or am I just saying that I am? That where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Don't you just love that word? Can you say the word joy without smiling? So often people are in God's waiting room for things or they suffer loss. You know, every one of us is that phone call away from that tragic news. And we are. We read about it all the time. You don't have to go very far. Go to your neighbor. Go on your street. Go in your workplace. Be on social media. Listen to the news for 10 minutes. There's some real sadness in this world. And and why can't we bring joy into that? Now, can we make the entire world joyful? No. But in our world, we can. And isn't that what we are responsible for? Because at the end of the day, we truly are our brother's keeper. And one of the things I really like about this prayer as we continue, it's not about me praying for me. It's about me being more for you. But I guarantee you, the end result will always be me getting more for me. It's not why I do it. It is not for selfish gain. It is for my care and love for others. But God, your higher power, the universe, will always make sure that what you give, you will get returned in abundance. And if you don't believe me, try it. It, I believe it's a universal, it's a spiritual guarantee of life. So where there are shadows, I may bring light. Where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted. I just love that. 
I want to comfort. I want you to know that I am here for you. I will be comforted. Of course I will be. Somewhere, sometime, not as often as I would like or as deep as I would like, but I will always be comforted. Sometimes I'm comforted just knowing that I am a comfort, right? Doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do comes with its share of personal fulfillment. But I love, Lord, grant, give this to me. Grant it to me. Freely give this to me that I may seek, rather. Doesn't mean we always are going to comfort, but that's what I want to seek, the opportunity to comfort. And that is more important than me waiting to be comforted. To understand than to be understood. Oh man, that is a biggie. It's about me, 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 me. You don't understand me. Gosh, I can't tell you how many times I said that in my addictive life. I was so selfish. I was so self-centered. I never wanted to understand what my wife or wives actually were going through. I had them at different times. What my wives were going through, what my children were going through, my parents were going through. Don't you understand me? Understand me. Don't you see how I'm hurting? Can't you see how I'm lonely? Can't you see how this and that and the other? No. That led to a dead end of loneliness and despair. Now in my recovery, it is better to understand than to be understood. If I want anyone to understand me, I must first understand them. Because people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Isn't that wonderful? That is so, so true. To love than to be loved. Remember, love is a verb. An active love yields so much. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds. I love the words on that. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. You know, one of the most important things that Laura and I have ever done in our marriage is be introduced to a book called His Needs, Her Needs, How to Have an Affair-Proof Marriage is the subtitle. Fantastic book. Here's the deal, though. I used to have relationships when I was taking hostages or being a hostage, thinking my needs need to be met. Why aren't you doing this for me? I need you to do that. I need you to be over here. I need you to be over there. Why don't you say this? Stop saying that. Me, 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 me. So when we were introduced to his needs, her needs, an incredible book. You got to look it up. Find it on Amazon. It'll revolutionize any relationship. If your relationship is good, it'll be great. If it's great, it'll be greater. If it's not so good and you apply yourself to it, it has the potential to be phenomenal. But here's the deal. There's five basic needs that men need in their life. Five basic needs that a woman needs. Guess who is responsible 
for whose needs. If you said that I'm responsible for my needs, you are wrong. If I have any expectation of my needs being met, I need to let Laura know that my most important uh, goal in life is to meet her and to fill, fulfill her five needs. I guarantee you, as I work hard and Laura knows that I'm working hard to meet those five basic needs in her life and I'm sensitive to her in meeting those needs and putting her first in my pursuit of her happiness, don't you think she's going to want to meet my needs? Don't you think by me being kind and loving and harmonious to her, her reaction is going to want to be those things to me because guess what happens? The more she reciprocates, the more I'm encouraged to do more. And then she sees, wow, wait a minute, maybe there's a connection here. Maybe I'll do this for Robert out of the desire to do this for him. And it just happens again. And, and it's not why I do it. I do it because I'm supposed to. I do it because Laura is my wife. I do it because she's my helpmate, my best friend, my partner. I don't do it and then wait for her to do for me. She does for me automatically. And if I expect the universe to respond to me or others to respond to me, I need to be that instrument of peace. I need to take this prayer of St. Francis of Assisi and apply it into my life. So there can I can bring faith and hope and light and truth, and harmony, and the spirit of uh, forgiveness, and love, and comfort rather than to be comfort, and to understand than to be understood, and to love rather than to be loved, and to, to find forgiveness, and find through self-forgetting. Isn't that wonderful? And it is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. I die to self and I have eternal life while I am still living. It's phenomenal, folks. Is there power in prayer? Heck yes. I know way too many people who pray, who trust, who have faith. Even set aside my life, I can give you a laundry list of people who believe in the power of prayer. Prayer works when prayer is selflessly applied. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today in this podcast. Go to recoveryguy.org, share, download the podcast through your favorite podcast channel. You can find it on recoveryguy.org. There's a list there. Download the blogs, share them with friends. Go to recovery underscore guy on Instagram, the recovery guy on Facebook, Message me if you're looking for a life or sober coach. Let me know and we can have that conversation as well. I have about four uh, slots available for the next uh, six weeks. Uh, give me a call. We can talk about what arrangements we can make to make that happen. As a recovery and wellness expert, I want to see what I can do for you to, to help you on your way to recovery and becoming well. You can go to patreon.com. Uh, forward slash recovery guy, or you can find that link through my website. You can go to 
uh, Venmo for a one-time donation. Uh, if you'd like, um, go to Venmo and then at Robert-Pardon-3. Do what you can to support us so we can continue to make inroads and reach more people. I'm so glad that you joined us today. Continue to join us. Tuesday and Fridays are the podcasts. Wednesday and Thursdays are the blogs. Go to recoveryguy.org. Tell a friend. Share the link. And whatever you do, keep coming back. It does work. And the power of prayer makes it work even better. And as always, my name is Robert. And I am the recovery guy.